I don't know what that is falling from the sky. Keep playing. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but my head is getting wet. Hmm? Is yours? Huh? I hope not. Oh, my. Yes, dear? What did you say, Mrs. Noah? Yes, we've got the elephants and the giraffes and the raccoons and the rhinoceroses and all of the others. We've got them. Do not worry. Oh, what did you say? The snakes? Oh, they're in their cages. Do not, do not fret. And Yes, dear, I will clean out their cages. In fact, I assure you, I will clean out every, every cage of every slimy, slippery, slithery creation that God made. Well, don't take it up with me. Take it up with him if you do not like them. Oh, good morning. How are you? And who are you people? Are you doing fine? My name is Noah, and I've come to Winbur, the Johnstown area, to tell you about a flood. Do you find that humorous? Hmm. Uh, what's that, dear? I, I'm, I'm talking to the friends up here. No, they do not look slimy or slithery or creepy. They're people. Come on. Okay, dear, I'll, I'll clean up after them. Women, what do you do with them and what do you do without them? Oh, I'm, some of you are women. <laughs> but I've come to tell you my story. And I'm so glad that you are here because it's a great story of a big, yes, a big flood. A little bit bigger than your flood. But nevertheless, a flood. I am Noah, and at 500 years of age, I was called by God to build an ark. What's an ark? What's a cubit? <laughs> You've heard that bit before, I believe. Uh, somebody by the name of Bill Cosby. But I'm not doing that today. But anyway... I have the instructions right here for my, my boat, my ark, if you will. And it was because God, in the book of Genesis, do you know of the book of Genesis? Now, I did not write the book of Genesis, but I'm in there. And it, it says in the book of Genesis that Jehovah God was displeased with all of the sin on this earth. For some reason, I had found favor with Jehovah God. And, and, and he knew that I was striving to live for him. But in the meantime, he said, because of the sin and the violence and all the perversion, that he was going to destroy the earth. 
and it grieved him in his heart because this was his creation. And he said, well, I must do something about it. And so he did. And I was the one that was chosen, me, my boys, Shem, Ham, Japheth. And they were born when I was 500 years old. You believe that? Hmm? I, I, I went all the way to being 957 years of age. I know, I don't look a day under 455. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I was an old man. And he called me to do something, and I just simply wanted to obey my God. Don't you want to obey your God too, Jehovah? Yes, sure. And so we built this boat, this ark. And we built it to his specifications. And, and I didn't know what the cubit was, so I had, to, I had to write one down. It was about a foot and a half long. Yeah. And I built the boat. It was 450 feet long. That's like over three football fields in your vernacular. And it was 75 feet wide and about 45, 50 feet tall. And we put pitch on it. You know what pitch is? It's what the Pittsburgh Pirates do not do. They cannot pitch. No, 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 no. Oh, Noah's just joking there. Let me tell you, pitch is like tar, and we put it on the boat so it would not leak. Isn't that a good idea? Because if we were going to be on there with so many animals from around the world, we did not want to drown. We, we did not want to have water come in. And so God had the idea of putting pitch on it. And then we began to do all what he had commanded. And we began to bring the animals from all over the world. And I do believe that the Spirit of God brought them to the boat. I believe the Spirit of God just drew them to us so that we didn't have to go to some places and, and try to obtain them. And every culture, every civilization in the world has a story of a great flood that covered the world, every civilization. Now, they call me different things, but in Hebrew, I am Noah. Can you say that? Noah. Very good. Go to the head of the class. But anyway, here I was, striving as hard as I could, working day and night and night and day. It was a ginormous task to do. And I did it, even though I was old. I didn't have relief factor. I didn't have super beats. And I did not have any of Mike Lindell's MyPillow 2.0 to rest my head on. But God was with us. And you know what? I'm here to tell you that he will be with you through any and every storm. In fact, as we were gathering those animals, we were gathering them in the fashion that God had said in the plans. Of all of the clean animals, we were to gather seven. And I didn't understand at the beginning why we were to gather seven. And of other animals, it was two. 
and two by two they were to come up the gangplank into the ark. Two by two by two. And again, we did not understand at the time, but he had prepared all of this to save a remnant of his creation. And he saved me, my wife, my dear wife, Mrs. Noah. I won't tell you what her age is because women do not like their age told. But she was a beautiful woman and is a beautiful. Isn't that right, honey? Yes, yes. And my sons and their wives and children. So we were saved on that boat. So as we watched the animals come up, it was such a fascinating sight. Animals from all around the world were coming. Big ones and small ones. You know how hard it is to tell a, a male and a female mosquito apart? Hmm? It's not easy. And we brought them aboard and we brought on certain birds and an and, and animal and insects. And, and we didn't have to worry about the fish because God said not to bring in the fish because I guess they would survive in the water. But as we brought them aboard, it was a great sight. And it thrilled our hearts because it took us a long time. The flood didn't come till I was 600 years of age. But he had called me at 500 to build it. And I did not have a watch. I did not have a calendar like you have. So I do not know how many days or weeks or years it took. But all I know is that 600, it was all coming together. And they, they were coming from all over. That we, we were building, my sons at an early age, and I building this big boat. And it was a beautiful sight, just as the animals were. And as we built it, we knew that something big was going to happen. Now, all the people around us, my neighbors and even some other family members, called me crazy. Have you ever been called crazy because you did what God told you to do? Hmm? Yes, sometimes we have. But do not mind that. If God says to do it, and you know that it's spoken by the Spirit of God, you must do what Jehovah God has required you to do. Amen? Yes? Hmm? And so we did. Build we did. Now, I did not know as we built this massive door and this, this gangplank what, what was going to happen when we all got aboard. But it did begin to rain. And I wondered how, how was this big massive door going to get closed? We did not put any latches or anything on the outside to it. And we wondered, once they all got aboard, how is that going to work? But see, when God is in it, he knows what he is doing. And when God has a plan, he works his plan to fruition. You see, once we got aboard, and, and, and once we were all inside, it was Jehovah God that closed the door before the rains begin to fall. My neighbors and all around were really thinking that we were crazy then. 
all of us trapped in this big boat. What's going to happen? But the rains came. The storms were about to come and break through from the heavens and break through from the ground. And about that time, as we were all inside, we realized that God's hand of judgment was upon this world. In the Old Testament, it was God's active judgment that he would do. But it seems as since your Yeshua, your Jesus has come, according to your New Testament, that Jesus has come and, and now it's more of a, a, a passive judgment, that it's not so much an instant judgment, but judge he will. He will judge all of this world one day because of our sin. In fact, your Bible says that in the days of Noah, my day, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. My day, we had sin and perversion. We had sex, uh, gender identification problems, just like you do. And I'm telling you, God is coming again to judge his world. We must be ready. We must be on the ark called Jesus. Amen? Yeshua. So the rains came and uh, the lightning and all the, the flood. And the people that called us crazy no longer were causing us crazy because they were dying. They did not know how to swim. I had loaded even the hippos on the ark. And I remember as we were on the ark that God had spoken to me before the rains came and he said, Noah! I said, yes, Lord. Noah, you got to take out one of those hippos. I said, why, Lord? Because you got two males on there. <laughs> Doesn't work with two male hippos. And you know what I said to God? I said, God, I'm so tired. Would you please, God, just change one? I don't want to take it from the bottom all the way up and out. And he said, Noah, can you tread water? I said, oy vey, so I'll do it, Lord. I did what God's commanded. And we were on that boat, and all the storm was raging back and forth and back and forth. And uh, I get queasy just thinking about it again. Amen? Yes? Hmm? And did you know that none of the animals were potty trained? You know what kind of mess that was? I don't want to say it too loudly because Mrs. Noah was not too pleasantly pleased. But we saw fit and we went through it. And even through it, we were able to hug on the little lambs that were on the boat, the sheep, the little raccoons. We even petted the horses and even the lions that were so docile for some reason and not violent. We were able to pet them and calm them and assure them that the Creator had a plan. God always has a plan. The Creator does. And so the waters began to recede and go back. There was a dove that came to the window with a sprig of green in its mouth. There was 
sunshine out the other window. And then we saw a beautiful rainbow. We had been on the water for 40 days and 40 nights. And then as it had rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and then on the water for another 150 days. That's some cruise, if you've ever been on a cruise. But that rainbow was a sign to us as we, as we saw the waters recede and as our boat landed on ground, it was a promise from God that he would not destroy his creation ever again through the water and through a flood. He promised that to us. He's promised that to you. And we may have local floods, but not a worldwide flood. And I'll tell you, we had the rainbow first. Not this LGBTQ, XYZ, RPT, whatever they are. We had the rainbow first. And it was God's promise to mankind that his hand was still. He still cared for us, but he does not care for our sins. And that's what he was trying to do. Rid the world of sins. Oh, a world in which we live. And you live. Because Yeshua was coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Amen? Yes? Hmm? And your Bible says that in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Do not think what you are facing in your world and in your culture, in your country, is anything new. It's as old as the Scriptures, the beginning of Scriptures, Genesis. But it is a sure sign that He will judge men's sins. We have to be right. You have to be right in your heart. Not perfect. None of us are perfect. There was only ever one man perfect, and he came long after me. And his name was Yeshua. You're, you're Jesus. He died a perfect life for the sins of all of us. You see, when we got done with our <laughs> cruise, our adventure on the waters, when we saw that rainbow and when we saw the dry land, we went out of that ark and we did not look around at first. Oh, we were tempted to. We did not look down. My family and I looked up. Again, we were not perfect. And even after the, the flood, old Noah did some things that he should not have done. But we looked up, first of all, and we thanked God and we praised him. And we took the seventh animal that we had had and we began to make sacrifices to Jehovah. No one told us to do that. But we, we knew that God had done so much to save us and protect our lives, to rescue us. And we simply gave animal sacrifice, a sacrifice of blood for our forgiveness. God had a much better plan later on, even for his creation, for you. 
that all you needed to do was give your life to him and he would see you through. I think most of us today know Jesus. Do you not? You know him. You know that you are saved hmm? in this room. If you do not, you can make a decision today before we leave these doors. But I believe this message is for all of us who do believe and believe in Jehovah God, the Lord our God, not just Jehovah, Elohim. Elohim is, is the word for God, and it's used in the first couple chapters of Genesis, but then you will see it's often connected with Lord. Lord Elohim, Lord Jehovah, which is more of a connective word. Lord means a, a, a relationship. It's one thing to know about Elohim, and many in the world know about God. Many that come to church here even in Winburn know about God. And we use God sometimes just to see what we can gain from Him. But there's something when we attach that word Lord. There's a relationship that He loves you with an undying love. He loves your church. You, you individually may have gone through a lot of storms. You, you may be going through all sorts of things right now. I'm here to say, follow the blueprints that he has given you on how to build your life. Follow the blueprints and you will not go wrong. Some of you I see have gray hair like me. Don't laugh. Some of you do not have much hair at all. Do not laugh. <laughs> but you have already built your life. You followed the blueprints and you, you have known the Lord and you are here today in church. God bless you. You have already built your life. You say, what's in it for me, Noah? Well, why don't you help somebody else build their life? Help them with the blueprints of God's word, of what the Spirit says. Help them build their life. What about all the people then that call us crazy, Noah? Like, like they did to you. I say to them, God bless them and I love them. Do not hate them. We have enough hate in our world. But love them and show the love of Christ. Show the love of Jehovah God. Do you know what? Look up not now. You can Google it now, but Google it later. I do not even know what Google is, but somebody told me on the way here about Google. Sounds like some kind of animal. Google. But they said you can Google the word crazy. And it has two definitions. The first one is crazy in the head. That's what all of those people outside of the ark were calling old Noah and his family. He, they were saying Noah, you are crazy in the head. You are mental. I didn't fight with them. I just kept about my business, about the father's business. But there's a second definition to crazy. And you use it sometimes. It means astonishing. Fantastic. Wow. 
You see, you see a, a, a sports play. Some of you, you guys and gals are sports people here in Johnstown. Yes? Hmm? Yeah? The Steelers play. I heard of this team called the Steelers. And they make a wonderful play. Back in the day when Ben Roethlisberger used to play. Anybody know Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. I'm name dropping today, okay? He'd make a play and we'd say, that's crazy! Oh, he so-and-so caught that pass. That was crazy. It meant astounding, astonishing. And when they use the word crazy to us, may it stand for that. Astonishing. All these years in First Assembly and Winbur is still here. That's crazy. Not in the head, but astonishing. You're saying true to what God's Word says what the plan is, the blueprint. People say, well, we're not a mega church. We're, we're not like the church over there, or, or we'd like to be like the one that, you know, my, my aunts and uncles attend, and we're, 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 we're kind of different. You be the church that God wants you to be here on 12th Street in, what is it, Jefferson? Am I correct? Hmm? What's that? Somerset. I was close. <laughs> be what God has called you to be here. You say you've been through so much. Maybe you have. But do, God, no, do not give up now. You have a good pastor. And pastor Dave and a wonderful first lady. And Sister Rhonda. And they're a, your general counsel or whatever that might be right now. Or taking some time off. Good for them. Been here over 35 or 38 years, I believe. Time passes when you're having fun. At least it did for me. Pastor Dave will say, he will say, well, we do not have a big church. Let's put away the titles of big and little and mega and what have you. Let's be the church where God has called us to be. How many people have gone out from this church into the ministry? Think back over your history. As Noah walked in today, he looks on your missions board. And that whole board is about missions. Sending people out with the gospel. And because of you, in the midst of storms, when your finances weren't there but you still put money into missions, when things weren't just happening for you or you lost your job, but you still gave to the church. Because of that, the gospel is still being spread. When you, and 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 yes, you back there, Terry, when we come together and give of ourselves, of our time, even of our finances, we make a difference in God's world. He is not going to say to us one day, well done, you built a wonderful, beautiful, powerful church in Winbur. He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servants. Hmm? Yeah? Doesn't matter if you have padded seats or these beautiful, these are beautiful, curved pews that have history. 
I couldn't help but notice when I came in today and, and saw these pews who was sitting there maybe 50 or 80 years ago. It may not even have been an assembly of God. It might have been some other church, but they were seated there. But their life made a difference in the kingdom of God. Or how about that young person that sat back here 75 years ago and they followed Christ because of what this church meant to them and then they taught their family and from their family they've gone out. We look to a mirror so blindly and we fail to see the beautiful picture that God has done even now. Some of you worry about your church. Oh, we got a small church. Stop saying that. There's nothing small. It was God who says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. And right today can be a beginning, even a continuation of what he's doing in and through all of our lives. Hmm? Yeah? Amen? Let them call us crazy. Be even crazy in the head. But may we astonish them because we've been faithful to the end. Sir, it is not time now that you have retired to give up. Too many seniors are giving up in the last days. Stay faithful and true. Sister, do not give up as you grow older. You say, oh, but Noah, I cannot teach class anymore. I cannot do this. Oh, that may be, but you can pray and you can seek God every single day and you can sacrifice the sacrifice of praise to Him who is so rightfully due your praise and honor. Amen? Yes? I hope so. Oh, Noah wasn't supposed to preach today. So please forgive me. I was just supposed to tell you my story. But my story is one of protection. And that he is faithful when we strive to be faithful. Again, old Noah was not perfect by any means. Old Noah had some real flaws. But I have been written about from Genesis to Hebrews. And you'll read about me in your Bible. I want to share one last story with you. It comes from about a hundred years ago. Hey, when you get old, you have to have these. Amen? I'm older than anybody here. Come on. A hundred years ago, there was a very famous boat named the Titanic. Did you know about the Titanic? Hmm? I heard that it ran ashore no, it didn't run ashore. That was my boat. What am I talking about? Ooh. Don't get old. Your memory begins to fade. Hmm? Just saying. The Titanic hit an iceberg in the North Atlantic. So many people were lost. I believe it was in April. I've got it written down here in my notes. April 15th. 1912. The president at the time was President Taft. And the people here in your country said, 
We need to do something to memorialize it. President Taft's wife, Nellie, began to collect funds from individual people. She did not want big funds. She wanted everybody in America to participate. And so many did. And they made a memorial that it's been moved around several places in Washington, D.C., but you still find it in Washington, D.C. It's a memorial to the Titanic. But here's, here's the caveat. You see, 80 to 90 percent of the deaths on the Titanic were men. You say, why did the men die? Well, a hundred years ago, men were very considerate. And they allowed the women and the children, for the most part, into the lifeboats. I know there's movies out there, and there's but the truth of the matter is, 80 to 90 percent that died were the men on the Titanic. And they were allowing others into the lifeboats. And as such, they lost their lives. If the waters were warmer, there wouldn't have been as many lost lives, but it was so cold. And those 80 to 90 percent of the men that died, died from the cold. I can't even begin to imagine. But Nellie Taft built and had built this, this memorial. And on the inscription, you can read it today if you go there. It says, to the brave men who perished on the Titanic, April 15, 1912. They gave their lives that women and children might be saved. They gave their lives. I think one of your apostles by the name of Paul wrote, that we should be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is just our reasonable, our normal service. I see your church as that. You have been a faithful, living sacrifice to the mission field, but to those around you in this community. Cultures changed. Big time. And many say that we don't even live in a God-fearing society anymore. I do not know that. Only you can determine that. But be faithful. Be that living sacrifice where you are. Try to help someone along their, their adventure through the storms that they are going through. Whether they're your neighbor in church or whether they're your neighbor in your the place where you live, at school, at work, wherever it may be. Help others to see Jesus. And they should see Jesus in you. I see a lot of Jesus on a lot of faces this morning. I see some tears. I see some smiles. I know right now the Holy Spirit is touching you right where you are. Would you stand with me as we close our service today? I hope old Noah wasn't too long, you know, because I am old. But when you're old, you want to get to the buffet and Golden Corral before everybody else gets there.
Thank you for putting up with me today. And tell your pastor thank you for allowing me to come and share the story. It was an old song that was sung, and I, I heard it. Well, to me, it was a new song. But tell the story of Jesus. And tell of his wonderful love. We didn't have Jesus in my day. But he was foretold by the prophets. You have him. We had to follow Je Jehovah God through our faith without seeing the people in Jesus' time, they saw Jesus firsthand. And now you, you don't know him in a physical fashion. You have his spirit within you. But you can look around this room and you can see Jesus on faces. Someone said that God is colorblinded. I don't believe God is colorblinded. John the Revelator said he looked into heaven and he saw all sorts of people from all sorts of races, kindred, and places. We are going to be surprised when we get to heaven at all of the people that are there from all walks of life. Why? Because God so loved the world. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for just these few moments that we have had. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share the story of Noah and how you provided for your creation when sin abounded and when evil was everywhere. And my friends today right here that are hearing the sound of my voice, Evil is everywhere, and, and it confuses us at times. God, lift up my brothers and lift up my sisters. Help them as they go through this journey, through the storms that toss them to and fro, and they do not know what to do. Give us lives for our service. Meet the desires of our heart, Lord. And may that be a desire that we see people one to your kingdom. You are always there, Lord. You are always watching over us, helping to guide us to do the right thing. Thank you for always being there. Even when we do not understand. There's some brother here today that does not understand why perhaps he's lost a job or lost this opportunity or that. My sister might be here and does not understand why you're not healing her family or even healing her physical body. Lord, but we promise to do our best to open our hearts and open our minds so that we might hear you better and to follow your plan to the best of our abilities. Amen. Before you go, can I say one more thing? I'm going to anyway. I do not know this for a fact, but I do not believe on the ark there was a steering wheel. You will not read that in the scriptures in Genesis. 
tells you the dimensions and the cubits and how to bring the animals aboard, but it doesn't say anything about the steering wheel. Nor does it say anything about a rudder to steer that big boat. Could it have been, and I will leave you with this question, could it have been that Jehovah God did not want a steering wheel because he didn't want old Noah trying to steer away from some violent waves or a rudder to go in his own direction? All I want to do to you today is tell you, if there's a wheel in your life, take your hands off. Not literally. When you drive home, keep your hands on the steering wheel of your car. But of your life, take the hands off. And if you have this bumper sticker or this license plate, please don't crucify me before I can get out the door. That license plate that says, God is my co-pilot. Oh, it's as creepy, crawly, slimy as one of those snakes that my wife does not like. Huh? God is not my co-pilot. God should be my pilot and he should be yours too. Take your hands off the wheel of your life. Don't try to steer the rudder to the direction you want to go. Let him guide you. Amen? Noah's done for the day, but I do want you to do something you need to leave two by two. And if you'll meet me in the back, Noah has a present for everyone that's here today because I thank you for being here. May Jehovah God bless you. Go with God.